Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Today, we were talking about, well, we were talking about people who had refused social housing. And then I ended up asking the question, do you think millennials are spoiled? Because James, the spoiled little man that he is, texted into the show and then, come on. And I'm going to speak to James hopefully in a few minutes' time. Now, I had this conversation with James and he blamed my generation for the damage that we have done to his generation, the millennials. And of course, if you don't know what millennials are, are those people, young people, I suppose, who started out in life, started working now in and around between 20 and 30 years of age, looking to buy a home, uh, looking to get on in life. And they blame our generation, the 55-year-olds or the 60-year-olds, for the damage that has been done to society that they can't move on with their lives. They think it's more difficult for them now than it was for us when we were younger. And I'm going to let James explain what he means in more detail in a few minutes because we didn't really have a lot of time today. But before I do that, I want to ask you if you think millennials are spoiled. Because I think they're spoiled. I think millennials are spoiled little brats. I really do. Um, And I'm going to let James explain himself in a few minutes. I also want to talk about the fact that people are refusing social housing because it's unsuitable. Certain family circumstances and the cost of moving home were among the reasons social housing applicants refused offers from local authorities. Some ridiculous reasons, by the way, as well. Tiny shower space. They wanted two jacks. Um, they wanted somebody had uh, fishing gear, and he wanted enough space to keep his fishing gear in. Another person said they wanted a bigger garden so they could have their develop their beekeeping hobby. <laughs> somebody else said they didn't want the apartment because it had electric heating and they wanted gas or oil. Um, we had the, the most interesting one, by the way, was an applicant in County Meath. Well, there was one, two in the county meet. One wanted an extra car space for two cars. And the other one said the front room wasn't big enough for the suite of furniture they have. I, don't, I want to know who's making the decisions in the councils that allow these people to refuse these houses on those grounds. Uh, the most common reason given, not near enough to a school, not near enough to a mother uh, or a family member. They want to live beside each other. Cheapers. I would have loved that too, you know what I mean? But I couldn't afford it at the time. But this brought me back. This is why James texts in. Because he thinks I'm a very angry old man, probably. And I want to know what you think. Do you blame... We, our audience, by the way, the demographic of our audience are generally older than James. Um, usually, uh, the demographic of this radio station is between 25 and 70. So somewhere in the middle there probably is our average listener. So most of you are the generation that James is blaming. James is blaming us for destroying the world for his generation and making it more difficult for his generation. I had this conversation, exact conversation with Helena, who's more or less nearly the same age as James, but she's two years older than him, uh, last week. And she was saying how difficult it is for her, her and Rory saving up for a house and how difficult it is now with the price of houses and all this kind of stuff. And I told her she was wrong. And she goes, oh, you wouldn't know what it was like. Sure, it was much easier in your day. It wasn't. I let James tell you exactly what he means in a second. But in the meantime, I want, to, I want you to text 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Based on what I was talking about today as well, and people refusing housing, do you think millennials are spoiled? Do you believe they're spoiled? The majority of those people going for social housing now, by the way, would be millennials. Do you believe they're spoiled? Millennials. Have they got a sense of entitlement? Do, you believe they, do, they, do they all believe the world owes them something? Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's WhatsApp or text. Yes, you believe they're spoiled, or no, you believe they're not. James. No. Speak or forever hold your peace. Well, first, hold on, hold on. First, justify how we are spoiled. 
No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that in a second, all right? No, no, I, no I've, just, I've just said you're spoiled. This is, yes, in what sense? Okay. They complain about the price of housing and they can't afford to save up for a deposit, right? Because mm-hmm. it takes too long. But mm-hmm. yet they still want to have their foreign holidays. They still want to drive a nice car. They still want to go out and have a drink on a Saturday night. They still want to do everything else and have their mobile phone bills and every other, every other new modern bill that they have. They're not willing to sacrifice and they think that I had it easier. I didn't have it easier. I sacrificed. When I wanted to buy my first home, I didn't do anything. I didn't go out. I don't drink anyway. But I didn't go on foreign holidays for five or six years. I didn't do any of those things because I was saving for a home. Mm-hmm. They want everything handed to them. And if it's not handed to them, they'll tell us they're entitled to it. So they even want to change the Constitution to have a, a right to a home in the Constitution. Now, who's they? Come, millennials. Who do you think the majority of people on the housing list are? Who are the majority of people on the housing list? Well, who's the majority in the housing, not on the list, in the housing right now? Your generation, no. Absolutely, because we bought our own homes. Now, hold on, hold on. My generation are waiting to get into those social housing, but who's the one hugging all the stock? Who's the ones that are living in a three-bedroom home and all their children are gone, or all their children are adults? Your generation. Right, well, explain, so I, I, wa- I want to give you a few minutes to yourself there to explain, you know, set across a few points here for me as to why you believe my generation have ruined it for your generation. Because I basically think you've bankrupted the country at our expense and you've had a great piss up at our expense. And I can, yeah, I reckon so. I can articulate a, a reasonable argument to put it forward. If you, no, right, if you look at the country you've inherited to what we have now, what you are passing on, okay? We inherited a kip, by the way, but go on. No, hey, well, a kip to what degree? I mean, if it wasn't for Sean Lamas, we wouldn't have had social housing at all you back say, in the okay. 60s. Okay, so what describes a kip? What would be your definition of a kip? Well, we had tenement housing. We had, you know, seven people living in two-bedroom tenements. You have that right now. But, but hang on, no, you don't. No, you yes, don't. You do. No, massive. you don't. In social housing oh nowadays, if you've got three kids, you want a four-bedroom okay. house. Okay, no, okay. My partner grew up in a social house, okay? She grew up with ten in a three-bedroom house. Yeah. And she not complaining, but it's still coming. It still happens. She Over won't do that now, but will she? Yes, she would. If no, she, she wouldn't. To. If you had, if you, had, I mean, I, I don't know. You're not. I don't know if you're in social housing, James. Or not, no, are you? I'm not. No. Okay, private rental. Okay, but if you were in social housing now, mm-hmm. you would. If you had ten kids or seven kids, you wouldn't be happy with a three bedroom house. You'd be going to the council looking for a six and seven bedroom house for your kids. That's it's what they're now. doing. They won't accept a two or three bedroom house but anymore. Did all the agreements you signed, Noel, 10, 20 years ago? I didn't sign years. any agreements. It's yes, it's the demands. Know. It's no, the demands coming no, from young people. Di- your generation now signed up to the EU, yes. And when you signed up to the EU, there was agreement. And in that... Well, but personally, uh, I didn't sign up, by the way. Can I just point out? Housing is a human right by the EU. It's not that the, millenn- the millennials want it. You've agreed to that now. But you're moaning not, and whining, no, right? I hear, I hear no, millennials moaning okay. and whining. We oh, I can't rent a house in Dublin right. because there's 1,600 or 1,800 euro. Well, well then right. don't go on a holiday. It's, it's, it's not Dublin, Noel, and it's not the holidays. Please, no, don't be condescending. I'm not you know, being exactly condescending. Like, they, wa- they want to right, enjoy their okay. lives and they want in to 19- get a house at the same right. time. Right, I'll give you an example, right? In 1991, where most of your generation were buying homes, yes, in the 90s, yes, the average age of a first-time homeowner was 26. Now it's 24. James has been doing his research. Go on. No, Noel, no. Hey, hold on, Noel. I put forth this argument to you about five months ago, okay? And you rejected my argument. Then you went out to TV3 that night, and I think it's Dave McWilliams, the economist, done a show literally saying everything I said to you, yes, verbatim. 
And then you said on the show that I, me, literally me, said to you on the show that uh, you destroyed the country. And every single one of those people, including the presenters, looked at you at the exact same time and literally were like, we did. We bankrupted the country. You are borrowing two billion per month, Noel, on a population of four million. But you, you can't blame... The us. Well, 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 hang on a second. You can't blame the individuals, my generation, for the decisions of Fianna Fáil 20 years ago. But who's still voting Fianna Fáil to this day, Noel? Who is that voter base? People with day? national amnesia, I assume. But, you, know, but, you, yes. you, can't, but, but you can't blame us for that. But hang on, James. This idea that somehow you have it tougher than we had is absolute and utter nonsense. Okay, okay, so explain to me how. We are dealing with a much more competitive jobs market. When you were going for jobs... For more absolute nonsense. Day, absolute utter nonsense. You were dealing with local... There was the recession... Oh, well, no, I, I was in a recession, recession in the 70s, no. right? The late mm-hmm. 70s when I went into the workplace. I'm not and talking I, about... Well, hang, hang on. Back no, in 1970... Let me finish. Back okay. in 1979, 1981, 82, there was a major recession in this country, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. The recession that we experienced in 2009, to you might have seemed like some sort of calamity. To us in, two th- in 1979 and 1981, it was disastrous. Hardly no, anybody was working. No, each citizen got shelled with 46,000 euros worth of banking debt. Did that happen in the 70s? No, because we weren't part of the EU then. Yes, exactly. By the way, I didn't, I didn't vote to be part of the EU. Can I just point that out? And I'm glad you didn't, know. I truly am. And thank you for that, because at least you are one individual who had a brain. Yeah, on, on both referendums, by the way, I still said no. But however, some people did say yes, and they were duped into it. I know. My mum, Noel, I remember that when the results came out, my mum literally jumped around the kitchen that Ireland said no. Yes. Yeah, and, and, then, then, they, and then they changed the rules slightly. No, they didn't change anything. Well, they, no, they did change some of us. They changed some of it to try, and, to try and get people and hook people in. They just reworded it slightly differently, yes. What Brussels done, they, was, they sent over a bunch of psychiatrists to understand the Irish psyche and then to basically put out what I would call now propaganda to tell them... Okay, but that's that's, when, that still doesn't bring us back to what we're talking about. And as no, much as I don't, I don't agree with Ireland being part of the EU, and I believe, by the way, the EU is going to come crashing down in the next seven or eight years anyway. But, I, but I, either way... That still doesn't excuse you, James, for blaming us for the problems that you have and, by okay. so, and somehow telling me that the problems you have are worse than the problems I had. Okay. The housing market, okay, is at the highest prices they have ever been. Uh, no, ever. no. Yes, they are. But, but hang on, put it into perspective. Put it into perspective, James. My first house in 1991 cost me £55,000, mm-hmm. pounds, pounds, which pounds, is about yes. €70,000, right? Yes. That was my first house in 1991. I was earning £200 a week. Exactly, yes. £200 a week, pounds max. A week, and yes. I, and I, by the way, I was earning good money because I was doing a couple of nightclubs at night and I was working in a shoe shop during the day. So I was earning good money. Mm. The, the shoe shop I was earning a hundred pounds or a hundred and twenty, mm-hmm. and I think I was getting thirty quid each for the two gigs or three gigs I was doing. Right, so I was getting two hundred quid a week. Yes. Now, if I was to do the so same thing now, if I was yeah. to do the same thing now, if I was working as a manager of a shoe shop now and doing say three gigs in a nightclub, I'd probably be coming out with fifteen hundred. Yes, probably. But then, if you look times were different, James. Okay, the average rent right now, Noel. How much is the average rent? It depends on where you're living. Where no, you want to I'm live? Talking nationwide. I'm not just talking. The average rent for what? A three for what? Apartment, no, three bedroom house. The, what? The average property. What is the average? Three bedroom house. Is? Okay. The average. The average. I'd say is somewhere around fourteen hundred. Yes, no. That's the highest it's ever been. Absolutely. But well, people are earning more money than they were thirty years ago. But no, no, because we have what is called a low wage economy. Ireland is the second highest low wage economy, the OECD, in the developed world. No. 
24% of our economy or something is run on minimum wage. Well, then why is, it, why is it Ireland have the highest rate per head of population of home ownership? Because it's literally part of a colonial past where we have nothing and we understand that our literal ownership of this island comes in but our ownership do you, of do, the Do you not understand what, I, what I'm trying to say to you? When I was your age, James, I didn't have a mobile phone. I couldn't really afford a car. No, I, I did get a no, car. I mean, I'm lying to you. I got a car about when I was 22 years of age, right? The majority of women were having ch- having children at the age of between 18 and 23, the first child. Well, now now that age has moved up about 10 years, right? Because 29. society has... No, it's not to do with money. It's to do with society has changed. I didn't, money. I didn't say money. What did I say? I didn't say money. I said the average birthday age now is 29. Yeah, you've, that's but, that's, but that's a societal okay. change. Okay. And when... Let's say our grandparents were raising children, yes? You we committed to each other younger. You, we committed to each other younger, James. But you encourage us not to. Well, I didn't what personally you? encourage... Who was... No, I, no hold on a second. That's state, absolute, utter nonsense. Okay, you control the state democratically, yes, through the ballot box. Mm-hmm. The people you put in there, yes? Well, they were all wasters. Yeah, I agree with that. But mind mind you, hold on a second. But hang on, James. There was an election there five, five years ago. You know, you put in another bunch of wasters. I didn't vote for any of those. Well, well, I, but the point is, you're still voting in. They, I mean, you can't blame us for that. The millennials are still voting in the wasters. Okay, no. So when you had full democratic control over this country, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. The consequences of your actions we live with today. What, and what, what, what consequences for you, James? You're renting a house, you're working, aren't you? What's the oh, consequences? Yeah. I have to live in this absolute bizarre housing market where most of my income is ripped away from me just to have the basics of property for me and my children. And <laughs> and what, you didn't think I had that? No. When I was paying a mortgage, rate, when mortgage interest rate, rates... Rate. Hold on a second. In the 19, late 1980s, early 90s, when mortgage interest rates went up to 14%, 14%, James. I know. And I know. my mortgage went from £400 a month, which is what it was at the mm-hmm. time, for my £55,000. Mm-hmm. It went up to, I think it was 780 which was almost what I was earning every week. But we're still paying the high, what are the highest interest rates in the whole European Union. Well, try, you try and 14%. I accept that. I'm not saying you. You're not. You're saying you're trying to say that you have a tougher. You don't have a tougher, James. So, so a jobs market is not more competitive than the jobs market you face. The jobs market I faced was just as competitive, and there was the majority of jobs at the time were minimum wage. So, with okay, Noel, how can you even? It was a shit minimum wage, by the way. It was only five pound at the time. When when jobs now are advertised online, okay, they're not just advertised locally or regionally. They're advertised globally now. Mm-hmm. So when we are going for jobs, we are not only competing with. Oh, I know. My son told me he. My son. My son told me that that whole situation that you know you'll have twenty or thirty people all applying and they'll be all from different parts of the world. Yes, Noel, and they're doing interviews over Skype, over the internet. Yeah, you don't yeah. even see the guys at the door with your queue. Look, that's just so the way the society has changed. But but, 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 e- but equally, James. But hang on, equally, you can apply for a job anywhere in Europe Noel, if you want to. Noel. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. But where, now? where would I go? Be, be truthful. How does the European... But that's Union entirely benefit? up to you. How does the freedom of movement benefit us in our generation for job opportunities? Where would we go? Poland? If you don't notice, Noel, most of the people are leaving those regions to come to the western side of Europe. We're Britain. They're all similar living standards in Britain. Like the crazy housing situation they have in Britain now. They have to close a hall door on a finished house every five minutes just to keep up current demand. That's the, that's the lunacy of what's going on. But you're trying to make out that you have it tough. 
When you look, when when I look at young people today saying, oh, "I have to save for a deposit of a house," because, but yet I see them driving, you know, their their new Renault Clio, and but I, I'm been taking I'm taking an average car here, by the way, right? That might cost you three fifty a month, right? And most of them are driving, you know, you got couples; they'll both have a car, one each. We were lucky to have one car between us if we had it at the time, you know. They're they're going out of the weekend. We didn't. We sacrificed that. They'll go away to Tenerife for two weeks in the summer. They won't sacrifice that. We had to. Right. Okay, do you know where I have gone on holidays right now? You can use me as your case. Point, I'm not right? using you as my case no. well, because you're, you're not. You may me. not be typical, James. Well, yeah, but okay. I'm, I'm talking typical. in general. Right. Okay. So I will tell you from the age bracket that I experienced the lifestyle we live. Okay. We try to budget, Niall. We try to scrimp and save, Niall. We're not splurging our money. None of I'm my not suggesting you. I'm not suggesting so, you personally are splurging all money, my James. Niall, all my friends owned eight and nine-year-old cars. Yes, for about two thousand euros. They'd be lucky to have one holiday a year, probably about two thousand, two and a half thousand euros grand. And all your friends, right? My friends are like twenty six, twenty seven. They're not like you know young chickens anymore. Let's say none of them have bill phones. They're not going around blase trying cash around. No, we respect money. We do. Well, we didn't when have I, mobile phones at all, no, mind you. But go when on, I was yeah. sixteen, right? No, when I, I'm just saying this, okay? When I was sixteen, right? This country collapsed. Yes. Yeah. And because of, and when that collapsed, no, all my jobs prospects left. No, they didn't, Gone. James. Yes, they did, Noel. Your job prospects... Hold on, your job prospects left but during the recession. And the yes. recession was what? 2000 and, end no. of 2008 on, up to about 2013. Yes. Because you want to talk about on a two or three year basis. I want to talk about it over a genuine span of 10, but that's 20 a, years. But hang on, that's there's been... Yeah, but you James, there's recessions. There's a decent no, recession every 20 years. Yeah, well, no, that's because we have a big problem in the economy of not diversifying it. We keep centralizing no, re- it. On. No, recessions are there for a purpose. Rece- recessions actually, do you, I don't know whether you understand, the, and I'm not patronising you, by the way, the, the, the way the economy works. If we don't have recessions, well, then money becomes valueless. Yes, the, I know the economy retracts, I know. No, I'm not saying that recessions aren't highs and lows in an economy, I agree. They have but, to, they yes, have to happen. But, but there's a cause and effect. Absolutely. And you, okay, uh, but that's, okay, but James, okay. that's life. Right. It's always been no, there. It hasn't no, changed. I'm not no, saying it's a good it's thing. Not life, no, no, please, no, James. You're just being condescending. I'm not. Right. I'm just saying right. recessions have always right. been there. Right. right, right. We need to find middle ground because you're on one side of the fence saying none of it is your fault and I'm on the other side saying everything is your fault, okay? Hmm. So we can agree somewhere in the middle. Yes, can we find middle ground? And would you not... Right. Well, okay, and then will you agree that millennials nowadays have a sense of entitlement and a higher expectation that we would have had 40 years ago? Do you know the ones who have sense of entitlement, Noel, I will be truthful with you, right? The ones where their parents based their whole existence on credit. On debt, you know, credit card debt, etc. Mm-hmm. And when that collapsed on them, they expected that they would have that lifestyle automatically well, that, after them. I would agree yeah, with you. I would agree with you in relation to the credit boom. And the credit boom, by the way, was from say mid mid to late nineties to the mid two thousands. Right. So you had a ten year that ten year period where everybody was borrowing ridiculous amounts of money and using credit cards to beat the band. Right. And I remember because I was in business at the time. So I remember well. And yes, I would agree with you. That was ridiculous. Right. Uh, but that wasn't before nineteen ninety five. When I was a young fella, twenty two, I didn't or twenty three. I didn't have a credit card or a debit card, or I didn't have loans. I couldn't get a loan at that stage. If I wanted to get a mortgage, I had to be saving with the bank for at least five or six years before they'd give me the credit for a loan. I know, Noel. I'm not saying your existence was easy by any stretch of the imagination. I am not. But when you have to look at the cause and effect, what happened to the banks, Noel? Where did all that money go that we took in in debt? Oh, yeah, I know. By the way, I'm not saying bailing out the banks was a good idea. I don't know what the alternative was, by the way. But I don't know saying bailing them out was a good idea. 
what led to the crash of the bank? Bad decisions. A, ba- a ba- bad financial regulator who wasn't watching everything. Estate agents who were pushing up the price of houses mm. to ridiculous fi- fake levels. Banks who were lending money too quickly. Yes, we know all that. Yes, and no, no. Do you remember when Bertie Hand tried? But that to wasn't that? my. By the way, that wasn't my generation. No, it wasn't. No, no, hold on a second, James. No, that was only that was only fifteen Niall. years ago. Yes, no, and exactly fifteen years ago, you were forty-one. You're the baby boomer generation. So you <laughs> have to bulk of the population. You no, I, if you want to compare like with like, compare me when I was twenty-six. That wasn't my generation. My generation at twenty-six weren't doing that to you, James. No, but Niall, I didn't. They weren't in my life at that time, Niall. You controlled the voting demographics at that time. Your generation, Niall. But then what about, what about all the good stuff that my generation did? I, I know, Niall, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful I grew up in a better Ireland where kids weren't beaten up in school. I am grateful for that, Niall. I'm grateful that I grew up when like, my father was deceased, okay? And if it wasn't for you, paying the tax, Niall, because we don't have resources to take money from, it comes from the people and businesses, yes? And if it wasn't for you, I more than likely would have been illiterate at a third world standard. Absolutely. You've got an education and that's thanks and to our generation. Yeah. And I'm grateful, Noel. I'm not saying you didn't do certain good things. But the, but the necessities in life, i.e. housing, yes? Yes? Mm-hmm. The cause and effect of that did come from yours. Okay, well, but do me a favour. Stay there for a second, James. Let me go to Francis. Francis, you're on Classic Kids. I can't that? believe what I'm listening to, Francis. <laughs> There's no personal responsibility whatsoever, and it's all your fault, Niall. Oh, my parents personally my fault <laughs> no, that no. James has a shit life. James, hang on <laughs> for said, a second. Who said I have a shit life, Niall? <laughs> no, no, I am trying to say, right? Okay. A needy life, a needy no, life. No, no, right? I'll be 100% honest with you, Niall. Some of my generation are dipso. I will agree. <laughs> 100%, okay? Um, Niall... Just this, my whole life, I've heard this from you right, around this recession stuff. Is we keep just pushing it off as if it's some kind of joke. Yes, no, yeah. we're the third most indebted nation on the planet. Well, ha- hang on, let Francis just speak for a second, and I want to get into society as well in a second. But go on, Francis. Okay. Well, I think we've ruined a generation now in that we spoiled them. Um, our generation probably were the first to. You know, a, a lot of people went to college um, from mm-hmm. our generation onwards. So we're probably... There was two lads in my class. Two cl- lads in my class went to college. Two. The rest of us yeah. all went and got a job or an apprenticeship. Yeah, well, well there was a few. Yeah, but, but you see, they on, don't James. do apprenticeships now. We, I mean, a lot of girls... that I, I went to a convent, and a lot of the girls, you know, and a lot of the fellas went to ANCO, and they did apprenticeships mm-hmm. and that. Mm. Um, our parents back then, we couldn't afford to send us to college, and those that went did very well. You were either doing it or you weren't doing it. But I think we made money during our, uh, you know, during our 20s and 30s, and we ruined our children because we gave them what we never had, and now they expect it. They want cards for their 18th birthdays. They want big parties. They want big weddings. They want everything big. They're not prepared to wait. They want it now. And they, they don't care who has who to take out the debt okay. once they get it. Okay, you're speaking to one right now. Yeah. Okay. And you None sound of very... Um, for myself. None. Sorry? None. That's a, I said not one of those rules would apply to myself, and I'm a part of that generation. Yeah, but, Jay, but, Jay, but James, you might, yeah, but you might be part of that generation, and I know you lost your dad quite young, and I'm sure your mum as a single parent probably struggled to give you that, right? And to give you everything that you needed in life. But what I'm saying is, you're not atypical, James. 
No, but I grew up with the typical. My mother was lucky where she just bought a house at the right time and she got into it, I would say. She wasn't lucky. She worked no, hard worked, for it. Yeah, okay. Well, no, my father worked hard. Well, your father I mean, worked she, hard. Yeah, but, yeah, but don't be yeah, saying she, she was went, lucky. Right. Okay, right. But then she went... No, when I say she was lucky, right, she bought a house at 110. And then within the, about seven years, that was up at 3.6. I know, so but that's life. She, and, no, but what I'm saying is she got into a decent area because she could afford it. Mm? So I lived in, with the middle classers where I understand what you're saying. I probably didn't have as much as them. I've seen the middle class lifestyle. And I, I know but middle James, class boys. Thank we you. Bought, we bought what we could afford. We didn't buy... Where I bought my first house wasn't necessarily would, I, would have been my first choice to live. It's what I could afford. I commuted. I was up, out the door, into town to get parking at half seven because I didn't have to pay for it. Whereas I didn't start work till nine o'clock. Those okay. were the things that, that we did. We got up and we got out and we got the bus. And we didn't whinge well, and moan about it. Say, we didn't well, even say, think. Would you not say, right, that because my generation, right, it's basically standard now to have to go to third level education to have a decent quality. Yeah, of because work. points are currency yeah. now. Yeah, we understand that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So we are making a financial sacrifice at the vital years of our life to try to get ah, educated. So, so. Ah, no, hold on. Stop, no, 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 because no, would you enter? Okay, don't know no, the meaning no. of hardship. What? You really don't. I don't. No, uh, well, I'm not saying you personally. I don't know your circumstances, but I'm saying your generation in general. I know children who grew up with nothing. I've heard all this nonsense. But there's always going to be children that have nothing. But But it's not the exception rather than the rule. Okay, okay. To what definition do you call hardship? Well, I find it very hard now to put um, a label on it because, I mean, I have numerous, I know numerous people that are in social housing that can take three and four holidays, have a car, can change it whenever they like, are able to buy... Well, then how is that 300,000 children living in what we call relative poverty, so struggling to no, just basically... No, they're not. Yes, there is. Look, at your, you your were... definition of poverty and my def- definition of poverty no. growing up are two what totally different okay. things. I mean, I, I heard the definition of poverty. You know, I know Bernardo's used this definition going back about two years ago. We spoke about it, this idea that you can't change the furniture. If you, ha- if you answer yes to any of the previous five questions, you're in poverty. And one of the, one of the questions was, you, you can't change your furniture every three to five years or whatever it well, was. Well, I'm in and poverty. I'll, yeah, I'm in poverty too. And you can't, you can't uh, have a roast beef dinner every second well, Sunday. Oh, it's absolute no, utter nonsense. Like, Dude, James, po- my mother couldn't afford a roast beef. We had cow's hearts uh, on a Sunday. Re- yes, relative and poverty. Tongue. I never yeah. said... <laughs> Do you understand what the term relative poverty means? Does the you, you are, never, you're reader, so. But hang on, you you millennials have redefined so many words, including poverty and homelessness. Niall, I've literally, I say, over 100 hours worth of conversations with you. Would you be any way, shape or form say, I am your millennial, in quotes? No, I thought you were an intelligent guy. No, it's hard. Hold on, Niall. See, just because I disagree with you on some things doesn't mean I am of lesser intelligence. And you know that for a fact, Niall. You I do, but James, I do personally believe that you have a tough, right? On a, on a personal level, I do believe that you have a tough. But you can't speak for your generation because your generation are not, you're not a typical from your, atypical from your generation. Noel, I socialise with them. You're a young, you're a young man. You're, you're a young man. You're already in a relationship with two children, and you know that that's that's not atypical. No, wait, okay. So I, what I mean, right, so your, right, the original argument that I put forth was your generation bankrupted this country and basically left it in what I would say was ruins. 
And a large, Jesus Christ. Okay, and a large oh, proportion. Okay, so he used, literally sent 500,000 people out of this island because there was no job opportunities for them. Literally half a million people left this island from your economic policies. It wasn't mine. That was it. in 2009. No, but yeah, who, but who done that? Where did that economic policy come from? But you, literally that, decided that, the Celtic Tiger, by the way, is responsible for that. The Celtic Tiger was a very short period of time. But, yes, but you, you, you seem to think it was forever. No, exactly. It but wasn't. It was a very short period of time. Yes, and what did you do? How did it happen? When you, when you say use, oh no, no, I was I was affected by the Celtic Tiger too. You know, we I were know all affected by it. But do you still have your house now? Yes, you do. You you probably should have lost that. Why? Yes. Why should I have lost it? Because <laughs> okay, if if the taxpayers didn't bail out this country, we could have possibly went belly up completely. We would have. Of which we were all one of them. So so could the vast majority of your generation pay their mortgages? Who, who is in mortgage? And who ba- by the way, James, the little 26-year-old, sorry for being smart here, but who bailed out the country? It wasn't you. Yes, it was. It, it was It was the taxpayers of this country. You weren't a taxpayer in 2009. Right. Hold on, hold on. When my, it, it's still going on. When Absolutely, daughter, for the next four generations, my, probably, yeah. Yes, when my daughter came out with my partner, she automatically had 46,000 euro shells onto her lap just for the joys of being born in Ireland. But this country has always been in debt. Not to this extent. But it doesn't make any... It's not going to make a huge amount of difference personally to her life. No, the fact that, was, that we can we can accredit whatever it is, 46,000 euros worth of debt to her the day she's born. That's not going to make any difference to her life. No, so, so We'll that, deal with it. So closing down the Garda station, right, and then the soaring of crime, the stripping of the Garda of literally any useful tool they possibly well, why, have. Yeah, but that was only seven years ago. Why are you blaming me for that? Because the policies used to side of the That was Alan Shatter's stuff. That was only six years ago. He That's your generation. Who put him there now? Use Adam, use with the majority voting demographic. Use with the baby boomers. And look at all the nonsense that's happening in society nowadays that I'm not, by the way, too fond of because I'm quite conservative in my views. Look at all, that's all you lot. You little liberals. Who raised those liberals? Well, you're not a liberal, really, anyway. No, okay, so where did these children get their values from? All these little white knights running around who, getting triggered all the time because who, they're not getting what they want, all stamping their feet and throwing their toys out of the cot. Who raised them, you know? What? Who was the one that raised them? Who gave them those values? They didn't pluck them out they, of the They're care. getting them from society and social media is where okay. they get They didn't get them from me. And who what my mother used to standards? say was the worst thing I ever did was educate them. Yeah, my children are not like that. My children don't behave like that. My children don't behave like these mad liberals I see on Twitter and social no, media every day. You were the ones that went from the stay-at-home parent, yes, to the daycare centre. You were the ones that normalised that. No, well, well my no. generation, no, no, my, my ex-wife yes, stayed at yeah. home. My yes. ex-wife uh, was so a homemaker. In ge- so, so, in general, your generation didn't put the children into childcare. And they I put the my child into childcare. Yes, yes, why? For financial gain. Because I had to your work. Mother, I had your, to work your, to keep a roof over our heads. It took two, it took exactly. two wages to maintain the lifestyle that we wanted. Yes, so you and don't I'm not want to sacrifice for that. everything. I know you use one. I can hear it in your voice right now. <laughs> I know you won't. Why, why, James? You want us to apologise to you? No, not me personally. I, all I want is some recognition. From no, you're not going to get it here tonight. You're not getting uh, it here tonight. Gee, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, that, no, what's that lady's name? Francis. Francis, okay. Her first comment was, yes, uh, responsibility for actions. Consequences, yeah? Pers- personal, yeah personal responsibility. Personal responsibility, yeah. And where is your personal responsibility for the economic situation? I'm responsible for myself. I kept no, myself She's right, James. I did without... Okay. 
I was okay. the one that did the best. I'm the one that continued work and that paid my taxes to keep those. So I mean, when I, when, I, when I was around at the same time as Frances, I imagine, I wasn't responsible for where, whether Frances got a house or not. She was responsible for herself. James, you need to start worrying about yourself and not everybody else. No, I do not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I enjoy politics, Noel. So I do separate myself from the situation. My situation isn't all that bad. After I clear all my bills of about 300 euro, 200 euro. It's okay. Sorry. I, I ain't doing that bad, no. No, you, you ain't know? doing that bad. What are you moaning well, for? No, because I see the pain that... Well, I can tell you now, when I had my first house in 1991, I didn't have £300 or anywhere close to the equivalent of it in my pocket at the end of the week. I had 20 quid. 20 quid, yeah. Probably somewhere around that, yeah. A week. Hold on, That's all I had. I do not have many luxuries, let's put it that way. Well, what what do you what do you mean by luxury? So, when I my first house, I had didn't have the money for furniture. I had two bean bags and a shitty twenty six inch Grundig television. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening up there wherever you are, because he bought it for me. But it was a, a Grundig television on a little table and two, two bean or two or three bean bags I had in the front room. I had no carpet. I couldn't afford a stick of furniture. Couldn't afford a carpet. Couldn't afford anything for months. And we were happy if anybody gave us something. Yes. Somebody uh, okay. gave us a sofa. To and I am not, we were I happy about it. No, I, no, okay, okay. If you want to do comparisons, I took this house five years ago, yes? When I took this house, right, the reason I got such cheap rent was because I said I'd paint the house, I'd keep the back garden in order, any little jobs around the house that need to be done, I'd do it. There was no couches when I moved in. I said I'd get all those stuff. I'm willing to sacrifice, Noel. I have the exact same mentalities as yours, but you did not face the same situations we do. You James, can I just say did. something no, there? No, because our it, no, because... Our generation would have done it because... No, let her, let her say something to you. Sorry, sorry, say that again, Francis. Our generation, what? Our generation, if we were renting, we would have just willingly done the garden because we would want to have used it. We would want to have kept it in an up, in a state that, was, that you could use it. And it wasn't uh, a sacrifice. It was what we did because we had pride in what we had achieved. And it was, a great, uh, it was great for us if we had bought our own houses. That's what we wanted to do. We didn't want to go into accommodation okay. that, somebody, that the state had provided. Okay, well, well, do me a favor, stay there, both of you, because I want to go to Jack, and I, know I want to go to another James. Must be something to do with the names tonight. Uh, Jack, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jack? Not too bad, knowing yourself. Good, Jack. You've been uh, listening to James there. What do you reckon? Well, he seems like a, a bright young man. He seems like he has his head. You would imagine so, yeah, shoulders. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't agree with all the things he said. I mean, like, I do, mean, do you agree with any of us? Well, there's, there's always going to be loafers, like. Do you know what I mean? There's always going to be people out there that are going to be looking for t- something for nothing or looking, looking. Looking for the easy way out. You know what I mean? Do you think the young people, the young generation, when I say the millennials, they call them nowadays, these kind of 20-something-year-olds, are they a bit spoiled? Uh, I don't really think so. I think it's 50-50. I, I think the more the people are more educated now and they're more, they're allowed to speak more. I mean, years ago, you weren't allowed to speak. You were only allowed to be seen and not heard, you know? Shut up and, and do what you're told kind of thing. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> now, it's kind of more... Hang on, sorry, no, no, hang on a bit. Is that your dog? Let <laughs> Sorry, that is the, 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 yeah. the old homes there is going a bit cracked. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, no, but um, no, I think people now are more kind of allowed to say what they want and uh, have the freedom to say what they want. And naturally enough, 
they're going to be shouting, saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that, I want this good, I don't want that good. Well, can I ask you, well, can I ask you a question, Jack? How old are you, by the way, Jack? I'm 52. Okay. And if I'm 52, you're old man at that. Okay, good. Right, I'm glad to hear that. I didn't need to know your stature, but however. Uh, Jack, if you had a choice to be 26... Well, I'm, sorry, no, to put you there. I'm just saying a fine 52-year-old man because... No, I'm single, like, and if there's any women out there, <laughs> I find 52 man that looks after himself and eats two wild eggs in the morning and, uh, and eats healthy dinners and, and, and doesn't... Have you got a bit of money? I'll have a bit of land, like, you know. All oh, right, <laughs> okay, right. Money, right. Land, but they say there's money in land, like. A bit of know, frontage, so. a bit of road frontage. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that, sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll... So you listen there, Francis, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Okay, <laughs> but, but if, I, if I ask you a question, Jack, when you were 26, you know what the world was like, right? And how difficult yeah. it was. Would you prefer to be 26 now? Do you think it's easier then, or was it easier now? Or the other way around? Which, uh, uh, to be 26, was it easier to be 26 when you were 26, or do you think 26-year-olds have it easier now? I'd say it's probably easier now. Physic- physically, I'd say it's easier now. There you go, James. Because you have the education okay. there. So, education. Right, right, so I'd use, right, okay, so I'll go back to my previous example, right? So we'll skip back 30 years so I can put it, you know, around my age bracket for you. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. 1991. First age of an average homeowner was 26. Now it's 34. But that's not just because of the price of house. It's because of the choices you are making. No, it's not just the price of house. Yes, it is. It's the absolute economic meltdown. Oh, also, if you, okay, look at, look at all the other factors to go along with that. The average age for getting married in 1991, seems you have all your facts and figures there, was probably about 23 or 24. The mm-hmm. average age now for getting married is probably about 32 or 33. Because adolescence has extended into absolutely, but, that, but that's nothing to do with housing, by the way. That's because people are waiting longer to settle down. Not waiting, Noel. They have to. They don't have they to. Don't have to. Okay, so when mm-hmm. you're going to college, okay, how are you supposed to meet any of those life goals? You don't really get qualified until you're about 22, 23, and then you need to get some experience before you can start bargaining for your wages, etc. Yeah? So you're looking at 26, 27. And then you see... As our nonsense. Royal, Absolute no, lot of nonsense. No. How was Absolutely. My son is 22 years of age. 22 years of age. He is in college, and he's had a good job for the last two years. Okay. Him. Yeah, and he, and he starts a new job now in September, and you know it's a really good job. Hopefully, it'll be his future. So, twenty-two years of age. I, so I you're, you're wrong, James. Himself, right? So it takes about James, four years to get James, fully qualified. No, well, hold on. It takes four years. <laughs> Hang on, to Jack. Quali- right? You, when you finish school, right? You just went straight into the, the workplace at. 15, 16, possibly, yes. I was, I was working when I was 14, but however, yeah, part-time, yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't legally allowed to do that, no. Remember that. You blocked me from doing that. I didn't Wait, block you, you from to, doing yeah, anything. <laughs> no, James, okay. Hang on, well, sorry, Jack, what are you trying to say to him? What I'm saying is, when I was, in my, when I was nine years of age, I was out in the fields, picking spuds, to earn my keep. But that was and legal. It is illegal should, to do that, that now. We cannot do that. There's no legality or this and that. No, it's just what it has is. to be done. There's still nine-year-olds out in farms picking spuds. Yeah. 
So let's there say is. me, I live in the there city, right? Where am I going to go pick spuds at the <laughs> age of nine? I cannot get a job till I'm 16. I wanted Noel. I went around cutting grass when I was 14 to make pocket money. Good man. Never, James, you never, can't I, have it both ways. But, you can't no, but, scream that there's child exploitation in one hand and then in the next hand you're giving out because you can't work. Yeah, yeah it's, your, it's your generation. It's your generation, by the way, who have stopped probably young people from working with all your health and safety rules. No. The worst thing that has happened, yeah, I would agree, yeah, is the right hiring there, of right the requirement to work. I think 14, you should be allowed to enter the workplace. No, you're out because whining because if some kid was seen working at the age of 15, you'd be all on social media whining about it. Who's this we now? You're your generation. Oh, okay, so I wanted to work at 15. I wasn't legally allowed to. But I wanted to. Because why weren't you I legally allowed? Because your generation are whingers. Sorry, what are you saying, no. Jack? You see, he's saying, I wanted to work, but I wasn't allowed to work. So what's that got to do with the conversation? Because Noel is talking about the evolution. Noel is talking about wealth gathering. Yes, and our wealth gathering starts in our early to mid-twenties now. Your wealth gathering started at 16 and 15. Ah, stop. I wasn't wasn't wealthy at 16, James. Stop. This is a truth. This is an, an economic truth. You've entered the workplace earlier. You had you had, you had an opportunity to a better education than I had, James. You've no excuses. I didn't have the opportunities you had. When I was in school, if I wanted to go to college, my father and mother would have had to splash out 20 or 30 grand. There was no free third level education. Okay. Two kids in my class okay. went to college. When, when I the rich kids went to college. When I was 16 and 17 and 18, okay, there was no apprenticeships. They were gone. That, well, that's gone. because it was the end of the Industrial Revolution, more or less. No, well, you there wasn't that many apprenticeships Eastern around. Europe. No, you chose cheap Eastern European labour over training local people. No, your generation yes, you don't did. want to do manual labour. Your generation wants to sit behind computer well, screens. That's what you that's what you wanted to do. Noel, you I didn't want commit, to do Noel, manual labour. No, no, I would commit suicide behind the screen. I've never worked in the office in my life. My whole work career, let's say, has been manual labour. Well, that's, well, that's you, James, but well, there's a lot of millennials out there who don't want to get their hands dirty. But stay there a second. Let me just go to another James. James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Niall, how are you? Good. James, you've been listening to James. I, I'll, I'll call you. Can I call you Jim just for the sake of the argument? Or we all get confused. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, Jim, you've been listening to James there for the last 10, 15, yeah. 20 minutes, whatever he's been yeah. saying. He's actually on 40 minutes now. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus it is, yeah. But um, look at all, Niall, all I just wanted to say is that um, it's, it's like listening to a Google James, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Everything that he's spouting out there is literally something that's read from a book or, a, or after researching it on, on the internet or, or some social media or something like that. I'm 46 years of age. Um, he's going on about how, like, I mean, in the early 90s, like, I mean, it, it was exceptionally hard to get a mortgage. It took me six months to get my mortgage. Going, jumping through hoops and I had a good job and um, like I mean to, to, to think that so we, today is any different that we have to pay 70 or up to 70 80% of my income coming in is actually goes on my mortgage and everything you know it's, it's, it's not like I mean I understand that some people who are in rental income I understand that the whole rent scene is a wee bit different that I wish there would could be something done about that that it's just there's a wee bit of exploitation going on there alright but he's, he's drawing comparisons from different from different um, eras, decades, decades. Yeah. Like like in 1990, ask him and wonder what what was the life expectancy in 19 in 1990. What is it in today? Like I mean, there's there's no comparisons. 
like in, everything has changed. Everything is relevant for the period of time that's in question. And there's certainly, and, and uh, like I mean, I'm only 20 years old. I'm in the I'm in the middle. You know what I mean? And what what I what annoys me about people like James is that they they, they have a gripe about everything. Like I mean, it, like uh, I had to go to college. You know what I mean? I went to, uh, when I was in college. I had to walk through college to get through college. And to say that anything was ever handed to us, and like there was no, there was no such thing as grants or anything. Like you know, what I mean, they only came later on, and we had to work hard for everything we got. And that's the the point behind it all. I think is that people just don't want to work. Most of my tax goes into this social state, paying for people, paying for people to do nothing, only like sit at home all day on Google. One of my children, especially. <coughs> And I have to fight tooth and nail to get everything that I can for that. Like, I mean, I don't come on to a radio station what people have done and whinge about, oh, I'm not getting this or I'm not getting that. Go look for it. Everything is there if you go look for it, if you want to put the effort and the work into it. So you're saying that, that, that people of today want everything handed to them? Absolutely. Who but said you know, that? Where? You know, where did, when did I say that? When did Google James, as you put it, say that? Sorry, I come up from factual evidence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I like to try base my argument on some kind of factual evidence. Rubbish. They're not relevant to what's going on in the real world at all. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So Ireland doesn't have an economy, no. Does that not affect the social fabric? So the economy doesn't affect the social fabric, no. It has no effect on the social fabric whatsoever. None. Of course. You were suggesting, of course, that your mortgage is, what did you say, 70% of your earnings? Yes, certainly. All right. Like, you know, I, and I'm sure that, that that's the, probably the, the vast majority of people who are pay, who are paying mortgages mortgages today. That is a huge percentage of their net take home pay mm-hmm. is gone on mortgages. But the, yeah, but the millennials don't want to do that. They they recommend only thirty percent of your income should go towards your rent or mortgage. Well, I don't know what planet that's going to happen on, but it's not going to be this one. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and and it never was that in in the whole. Uh, from time beginning, it never probably was that. You know what I mean? Like, for the, turn around and suggest that 30% of your income should just go on your mortgage. I'd love that. I'd be hands up for it, but it, it's not possible. And, and, and James, I said the same thing at the very start. I was earning good money at 200 pounds, you know, back in uh, my, when I had my first kind of d- decent job and gigs, which would have been 1991. And, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I was earning 200 pounds. And that was, um, if you take that, that was 800 a month. My mortgage was 460, I think, a month. Then my bills okay. on top of that. So yeah. I had very little left at the end of the oh. month. And when did I once deny that? I never once denied that. But you're, you're, you're saying that we when ruined it for you. Ever, no, I'm, yes, you bankrupted the country to a large extent. But, you, but, but, but hang on, but the country is not in such a bad sh- in such bad shape. You're making it out that the country is a mess. It's not a mess. You just want more. 1.4 million Sorry, Jim. Who the country? Sorry. So I said it again, Jim. I want to, I want James to clarify who exactly is he maintaining that bankrupt the country. Those of you who got mortgages at exorbitant rates that you couldn't afford to pay back. Uh, who's used? You, so is that me? Yeah. Well, it'd be the people who basically who bought property probably in the last twenty-five years. In the last, really? It's in the, the twenty well, years. I, I suggest you go back to Google again. Do you understand yeah, the bubble take? First of all, you, it's, uh, okay. The, the do you mortgage, understand? The rates weren't exorbitant by any means. First and foremost, but I have a track no, record. I never actually. said. I never said the. Are you listening? I never said the rates were. 
I said the you mortgages did. you took out were. No, I didn't say the rates. I said the mortgages. You, you said the, the mortgages. mortgages and the rates, actually. Sorry. No, yes. The mortgages you took out were exorbitant. You're paying 70% of your income on a mortgage. What, the, yeah. what are you talking about? It was percent of, of your income, income on a mortgage. 30 years ago, it was, so more, living, it was actually you, more 40 yeah. years ago. You're living, so are you living beyond your means? By the sound no, of it, all not. No, I'm not. Um, so you, no, you, you know, hold on, hold on. The man is working hard to provide for his family. How do you know he's working hard? That's just an assumption you're making. Well, How he's just know? told me he's paying a mortgage. I assume he's not robbing the money. No, but no, you're I saying, okay, what's the definition <laughs> of hard work? The millenniums are robbing my money. No, <laughs> no. What's the definition of hard work? Every job is, every job is hard work. Anyone who, anyone think who so? is working yeah. and, and is paying tax, as far as I'm concerned, has the right to be in this conversation and certainly has a right to say that they are working. I mean, look at the figures we have, James, at the moment. 10,300 people declaring themselves as homeless living in temporary accommodation. Uh, yeah, that wasn't happening uh, back in 1979, or it certainly wasn't happening in 1991. What people did was they just stayed in their mother's house. Well, in the 70s, you built a mass amount of social housing in the 60s and 70s. And then you stopped building them because you opted for the free market American-style system, and it failed. I know you're still chasing... Dublin Corporation got rid of them because the maintenance costs were too high on them, for example, in Dublin Corporation. But in saying that, there was a lot of social housing and there's still, by the way, a lot of vacant units around. People just don't want them. Why did, why did they not build... And we have, we have politicians in this country. We have politicians in country, this country who have been voted in by you and your generation um, oh. who will not... who insist on not cutting social welfare, who insist on making everything... well, well uh, time, making people I, feel that they're entitled to everything. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on. When, hold on. When the country became bankrupt, I didn't even have a democratic vote. I'm talking about the lefties so that are around now. Look at, look at the liberal lefties that are around now. And a small proportion Yeah, voted for by your, by your millennials. How many? How, okay. How, um, what is the percentage? I think the most... They're arseholes. They, all they're doing is encouraging people to have a sense of entitlement. The most radical party, okay, I would say, is people before profit. That would be my opinion. They're at 3%. It doesn't make okay, any difference. They make, a, they, make a, they make a lot of noise. We've had a right wing, hold on. We've had, hold on. We've had a Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil, as I would describe, shit show since the founding of the state. It's been no like mad socialist, leftist, extreme left-wingers that have bankrupt the country. But look at the socialism that you're looking for now. Maybe you're not looking for it, but I mean, there are socialist parties out there and socialist politicians making a lot of noise and we're, we're getting close to living in some sort of socialist society where everybody can basically have whatever they want. And when I tell people, for example, living in the UK or Northern Ireland, what people down here are getting on social welfare, they can't believe it. They say, Jesus Christ, they're spoiled but rotten the price, down there. Yes, well, and the look, price of living no, is Here's a perfect different. example. Can I, just sorry, James. Just, just a perfect example. Like, I mean, uh, as regards, you take the, the, the HSE or take the health services in Ireland, right? That's like turning around and saying to somebody who pays private health insurance, who pays a, a small fortune in this country for private health insurance, right? And which gives them the means then, yes, to go and have proper medical care and get prompt medical care. I'm not saying by any means that the HSE don't provide proper medical care. Don't, you sorry, mean preferential? Yes. And, but we... You pay for that. You work for that. You earn that right. It's mm-hmm. a choice you make, you mm-hmm. know. And it's the same as regards what he's making reference to there about people. I didn't buy or go mental in the in the boom or anything like that. I don't well, have. Okay, how much like was that. your mortgage? How much was your mortgage? If you don't mind me asking, if you're going to bring yourself, if you're going to bring the situation. Well, you, okay, well, 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 Jim, just very quickly, what year did you buy your house? Can you remember? Yes, 1990. Okay, I built and the house. you built the house. 
I, and yeah. can you remember how much it cost you, including the plot of land in the house? Uh, about 190000 Well, that was expensive enough in 1990, by the way. Yes. It must be a big house, by the way, Jim, is it? No, it's not that big. Oh, but right, not, okay. not in today's terms. Like, <laughs> well, OK, all right, OK. So, no, point in case, this man, even you would admit, he got a ridiculous amount of money that he didn't need. You said no, that I was got, expensive. No, sorry, sorry, Jim. Well, no, hang on, hang on. Hang on. With, 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 with respect, not everybody bought a house for 190000 in those days. In 1990 and 91, <laughs> right, people were actually properly vetted to get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Not like they were in the, in, the, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And how did that happen? Where anyone who wore a high-vis jacket because got ridiculous loans for cars okay. and mortgages and, who and everything else like them? that. And banks threw money at them. But that was it, James. That was only in... The, the main part of the Celtic Tiger was between 2002 and 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't us. We didn't do that. Okay. That was who, your lot. Who? Or a little bit older than your lot. Okay, what age bracket would you say? The late 20s, early 30s. Wait, so we're skipping back... Certainly. Yeah. Er, even right. earlier 20s. 17 mm. years, right? We're skipping back. You've been 20s. You'd have been in your 20s at the time, yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, what I'm saying is they would be 30 now. In the late 30s? No, wouldn't be late 30s. Yes. They wouldn't be late 30s. No, from 2002 to 2019. Okay, it is 2019, I suppose, yeah, all right. Yes, they did. But it wasn't my generation, James. You're blaming my generation. Well, stay there for a second and stay there, Jim, please. I want to go to Sean before we wrap this up. Sean, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going now? You're having great entertainment at this tonight, Sean, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there at home, actually. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, you're both idiots, actually. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Because you're you're both, you know, you're... you're I mean, Niall, you, you have a point that, you know, the younger generation, yeah, materially, they, they may have a better environment now than you or your generation did when you were growing up. But on the other hand, James certainly does have a point that, you know, it isn't infants and toddlers 20 years ago who were fucking the world up. It was adults. Uh, you know, you, you kind of want to have it both ways here. Whenever there's, whenever your group is attacked, you, you want to, all the positive characteristics are for you, the individual, and all the negative shit is that other group. And then the other guy you're arguing with does the exact same thing, flipping it around. You're both no, idiots. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, now I made both of you angry. Go, go on. Hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> hold on. I agree my generation has an essence of entitlement, yes? But who gave them that I, essence, Sean? I, they didn't, I wouldn't... Hey, they I, wouldn't I, I, didn't, I didn't say entitlement. I said that materially they are better. They, you, the, the lifespans are longer. You have a higher material standard of living. That, that's, you can't argue with that. Entitlement, that's a slippery thing where any, every, uh, every generation says the one that came after it is, was an entitled one. My father was born in 1928. He lived through World War II. To, to you know, to, to him, uh, my generation. I'm almost fifty. We were spoiled assholes, and now, and now I'm in Niall's generation, and now we're saying you guys are spoiled assholes. Well, and twenty years from now, you'll be saying your kids are spoiled assholes. This is you know a pretty old, familiar pattern here. Can I just read out a text? Hi, Niall. I can't come on the air because I work at 6.30 in the morning. I agree with you. These millennials are spoiled. The level of entitlement in Ireland has gone through the roof. We in Ireland have it far too easy than other countries in the world. I would make uh, these millennials watch the TV and look at what goes on in Africa and Asia because most of the people in Africa and Asia don't know where the next dinner is going to come from. Bill Cullum was right in what he said. We have mollycoddled the youth. That comes in from Henry. That's another example. You know, 30 years ago, you had 50% of the world population living in poverty. Now it's down to about 10% in extreme poverty. Materially, yes, things are better off, 
But on the other hand, you've got all you've got a lot of things that weren't existing thirty years ago. James, uh, James too had to figure that a few minutes ago, Sean. That you know, three hundred thousand—he'll correct me if I'm wrong here. Three hundred thousand Irish children are living in poverty. No, no, correct yourself. I said relative. Relative poverty. All right, relative okay. Relative. Yeah. Do, do you believe there's three hundred thousand children living in relative poverty, Sean? Me, relative, perhaps not absolute, though. I mean, again, but it's. We're humans. We that's what we do. We adapt to whatever the environment is. Jim but is living in poverty because of his mortgage. I do have. I don't believe. I don't believe that there's three hundred thousand kids in this country in in in, in relative poverty. I, I I have. I'd love to see how that's. Well, boy, I gotta say though, I'm more yeah. inclined. I'm leaning towards James though, because again, there's Thank a. You, Sean. Thank because you, <laughs> because <laughs> that doesn't give you any points, James. No, because, no, because no. Sean is not the oracle here, by the way. Can I just I point that out? I never said James. he was, but Sean understands sociology. Yes, Sean. Thank you. No, he's just an, yeah, but he's just another man with an opinion. James, you, you, but James, if I could, be, you're probably not going to like one of the reasons why I'm largely agreeing with you is because something nobody's mentioned so far is the in- degradation of the environment. Oh, Nobody here we go. No, I know, Niall. Jesus. Niall, you're, so you're a big science person until it comes to things like that, of course, you know. Yeah, of course. Well, are even leaving aside climate change is lead. I was reading a report. I was reading a report. I, I, hang on, I just, I'm going to read, it seems you brought it up, okay? I didn't really want to go down this route. I was reading a report, okay, um, which is similar to the report that came out today. What was the name of the report that came out today? It was all over the front of the papers. I can't remember the name anyway. But it, there was a report out 40 years ago. 40 years ago. And I'm looking at the report here in front of me. Major findings on and conclusions of this report 40 years ago. If present trends continue, the world in 2000 will be more crowded, uh, more polluted, less stable uh, ecologically, and more vulnerable to the distribution... Oh, where am I hanging on? Niall, you're... Wait, 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 let me finish. For God's sake. I know the point. The distribution of the world we live in today. Uh, And it also goes on, in the next decades, we will lose... Uh, but we see where's the species of animals that has it here oh yeah here it is in the next few decades we will lose perhaps as many as 20% of all species on the earth irreversibly lost as their habitats vanish now that was predicted 40 years ago in the next two decades it didn't happen you were using the same line of argument that you use when you're dismissing anti-vax people and conspiracy theorists. I'm not saying it's not important, Sean. People who take the Bible. I'm not literally. saying it's not important. No, you're using the practice because because one scientific prediction at an earlier time was wrong. And I'm therefore, not saying it doesn't exist, by the way. We shouldn't go aside. Well, we should just go with our gut. No, I'm not. But hang on, or? I'm not. I'm not saying it's not important. It is an invisible problem that we don't probably talk about enough. Uh, but all I'm saying is that. All the panic about it by the crusties at the moment. I don't believe it. I don't believe in twelve years we will be at a point where it will be irreversible. I don't believe well, that the, the human right, beings on this let's, planet let's are having that much of an effect on well, us. Talk real world okay, now I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole conversation. Well, again, I won't get into that now. If I could mention real world geopolitics over this past weekend, actually. There was a small article in the Toronto Star where the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo of the United States had pissed off a lot of Canadians because they're having a dispute over the whole uh, fact of whether there's going to be territorial waters or not in the Arctic Ocean. Now, this is a, a matter of, of importance yeah. now yeah. Yeah. because yeah. for the first time I'll in history it. in 2007, <laughs> the, the Northwest Passage, which was looked for by for hundreds of years by European explorers, is actually ice-free now. I heard you say a few weeks ago that the ice, the, the ice cap is getting 
uh, uh, well, I, I, well, I, that's Cor- not true. That's uh, not true. They, when you talk about the ice pack, you have to look at the depth of the ice. And I was reading all about this. It's a very interesting documentary as well in relation to it. And if you look at satellite images of the ice, if of the polar ice caps, to, they are actually bigger now. They may not be as dense. There's two different ones. Antarctica, the edges are melting, but the, the, the interior is getting colder. But in the Arctic, that is not the situation. The Arctic, the pack ice has largely disappeared during the summer. Again, this is why nations like Canada, Russia, China, the United States are currently tussling over the Arctic Ocean, because it's opening up. Because, again, this isn't just... This is something that younger people, again, getting back mm-hmm. to the topic of the discussion originally, they're going to have to deal with this shit, which, which our generation didn't have to worry well, about. Well, I don't, I don't think James's generation are going to have to deal with that shit. I believe it's, it's probably generations, thousands of years in the future, well, realistically. No, I, was, I was watching there recently, Russia is making moves on this piece of territory, and Norway it's had to defend. It's already happening. Yeah, yeah it's already exactly. happening. Yeah. This is well, hang on, hang on. It's been happening, Sean, for hundreds of years. No, but they're not, not in the Arctic. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is, they, okay. Well, I'm not going to get into all climate change discussion tonight. Okay, because we know we couldn't. Let's just let's just we'll do it another night. Okay, uh, but let me get back to the millennials for now, if I can. Uh, I've got one more caller. I think have I? Oh, okay. All right, I haven't. Okay. Uh, in relation to what we're talking about tonight, Sean. In re- you know, I suppose there's millennials, and the reason the conversation came up today was I was talking about social housing. <laughs> And five five thousand five hundred applicants turned down social housing in the last three years for some of the most ridiculous reasons. Some of them yes, and that I've that ever specific, seen. On that specific topic, I've I've talked with you before about that topic. I'm in largely in agreement with you. I think it is ridiculous people turning down social housing for reasons like the garden's too small or the kid my kids don't like. They're, they're, they're tough shit. I agree with you on that. But you're going this huge broad brush, broad brush of an entire generation. But is but, but does that does that not show you the sense of entitlement? Because my mother and father, when they got their council house in Edenmore in 1963, would have been happy to take whatever they were given. But then you're giving out to James when he when he rightly objects to your generation by the same standards. You're Our generation didn't ways. have the standards that this generation have. This generation have a much higher standard. What, what are you uh, basing it on? <laughs> Wanting a home? I'm basing it on the fact that, for example, my generation, if they got a council house and they had five kids, were happy enough to take a three-bedroom house. This generation won't because they're they're of a sense of entitlement and they're spoiled. Let's go back two, three, four generations before that, Nile, and those generations would think your generation was spoiled. Probably. Even having social housing in the first place. Probably. And five, six generations before that, we go, oh, you, at least you get to run your own country. Yeah. At least you had a house. We lived in a hut. <laughs> back to the caves. It's stupid. Okay, listen, lads. Thanks very much. James, no, Jim. I'm no, sorry, no, Jim, you want to say something there before you go? Is that what you want to say? No, oh, sorry. Look at that. No, we've we've gone off the subject a little bit, and mm. um, but I just in 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 at the, at, the, at the outset, I suppose that that amount of people who have refused social housing because of X, Y, and Z is, I is absolutely phenomenal, and I would agree yeah. back with you, Niall, that that it's like people definitely twenty years ago, not even twenty years ago, if they were offered a house. They would have took it, irrespective of X, Y, and Z. Irrespective, they could keep bees in the back garden. Yeah, well, like I mean, like I mean, whoever, if someone sent an application, if I was the processing officer for that, and someone sent that application back to me, no, I'm not taking that house because oh, no, the garden's not big enough there. For me, beekeeping. Uh, yeah, like, like I mean, do you know what I do? I just. As far as I'm concerned, I would never offer him a house. Again. I just sent him back a letter with F half written on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's absolutely ludicrous. 
Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit. 